If you want to know the weather from Belmullet, we asked Becca Lally, who was listening to Laura on the wireless in Belmullet. She said, Keith, it's currently six degrees in Belmullet. It's very dark and cloudy and um, with heavy showers as well. So there you go. Not much changed between here, Becca and you. Now, let me go because I was talking to my next guest yesterday and um, he was telling me about an invitation that he had issued uh, to President Joe Biden. I'm joined by the Cahirlock of Galway County Council, uh, Mogi Mar, who sits after me today. Cahirlock, uh, good morning to you. How are you today? Good morning, Keith. I'm very well, thanks. Thanks for joining us. Now, uh, you've been working with relatives of uh, President Biden and uh, you've sent a letter to invite him to Galway. He may be coming in April, depending, uh, but he's due to visit this during his uh, presidency. But you've issued a, a letter of invitation to him. I certainly have Keith as Cahirlock of the county um, because his ancestors come from Mary, Ballinacorty and Ordmore. Um, so it's a county gig um, and I certainly would like if he would come. There is speculation that he may come for the 25th anniversary in April of the Good Friday Agreement um, but I believe it's only media speculation. I've checked with the department and they're not aware of it yet so uh, I did officially invite him over anytime he's willing to come to Ireland and come to see meet his ancestors. Now I did meet him I said that he had sworn him at him a few years ago in Castlebar and um, he um, was speaking at the time about his relatives, the Blewett family indeed uh, from Castlebar uh, or from County Mayo um, but but uh, talk to me about his Galway relatives because the DNA tests have been done That's correct Keith um, the great great grandfather of Joe Biden was born in Ballacorty Mary in 1815 his name was John Hannafy the cottage he was born is still in existence and is still occupied by members of the Han- Hannafy family John Hannafy left for England during the famine where he married a woman from Mary they travelled to Ohio in USA in the 1850s. Uh, the family contacted me and asked that they have the DNA tests have shown that Liam is the third cousin once removed from Joe Biden and that the Hannafy family are Joe Biden's closest relatives in Ireland. So the Hannafys would really love him to come and visit Ballinacorty and see his ancestral home. And unfortunately, we'd be taking the title away from Mayo and Loud <laughs> as we're the third nearest cousin now. It's sore now for me, all people, to be taking the title off them uh, so soon. So the Hanafi family then are third. We think the family, the Blue family in Mayo would be fourth. And then his other, in in the Midlands, then there would be a, another set of cousins. There. A fifth generation, I believe, Keith. Fifth yeah. generation. Yeah. So, and they're Ballina as well, I've been told as well. Their, their roots are there. So a strong Mayo, a strong uh, Mary. Uh, one of your fellow councillors indeed brought this to your attention and worked on it with you. Certainly, Councillor PJ Murphy that brought it to my attention and I'd like to thank him for bringing that story. Uh, I think it is uh, it is checked out. Uh, DNA has proved that this is the nearest um, rela- uh, relative in Ireland um, and it's a great story. And won't it be great for Ordmore if we could have the President of, of America visit when he comes to Ireland to visit Ordmore and Ballinacorty and go back and check with his relatives. It would be. So, I mean, this doesn't happen overnight uh, because it has to go through Ambassador Cronin in Dublin, then it goes um, to the USA, then it ends up eventually in Washington. And decisions like this are made very quickly. So It is, Keith, I suppose. That's why we issued it early. So I've said it a couple of weeks ago uh, to ensure that um, maybe he may come during my term as mayor. Um, and with the mayor of the city as well, I know Claude is aware of it as well. And I'm sure if he comes to Ireland, he'll visit the city along with the county. Yeah, because I mentioned, oops, I mentioned this this morning. And uh, Mayor Claude Higgins did send me a text on this one to say that she had already, uh, she had also written, uh, to the president, she said, "Hi, Keith. Just heard you mentioning 
uh, just heard you at the start of your programme. I want to let you know that I too have issued an invite uh, some time ago to President Joe Biden to visit the city. Um, caught up this morning, so can't come on. Regards, uh, Mayor Clodagh Higgins. Or she just says Clodagh. So he has two invitations from Galway. He certainly has. And and it's, it's, please God, he'll take us up on them. Yeah, but uh, he will go to Mayo though as well because yeah. the grow that he has from Mayo, and I saw it when he was uh, turning the sod on the Mayo Hospice a few years ago, he has great grow from Mayo. Absolutely, Keith. Absolutely. So we have to we have to get that grow working for Galway now. So well, we exactly, exactly. And Good. I suppose this weekend, Keith, we have the rally coming to Galway and just to wish uh, Gary Leonard and all the people involved in the, the rally uh, we're delighted to be hosted in the county. Um, I know they speculate in the city and stay in the hotels in the city, but it's great for Galway. I think it brings in in the region of six million into the county and city. So it's a really, really good weekend and get people out and enjoy it. I think it's promised a good weekend. So, Cause, well, President Biden isn't going to come for the rally, is he? Certainly won't, Keith. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, listen, thanks for joining us uh, today on the uh, programme. And uh, good luck with that. Will you keep us, when you get the acknowledgement, will you just keep in contact with us and let us know from there? I certainly will, Keith. Go on, they're looking for you up in the ATU. Will you get up there straight away so you can? And the uh, caller said, uh, Keith, stop this... Um, Sorry, this call said, stop, Mogi's idea, for God's sake. We have enough massive expense involved. Fix our roads instead, uh, this uh, caller said. Now, let me move on today because um, Rory Lehman joins me in studio. He's a uh, Galway City Tourism Officer. And uh, we are in, heading into a bank holiday weekend, which I really can't get my head around. Uh, but uh, tourism is set to get a significant boost in the city ahead of this new bank holiday weekend. And Rory, Tourism Officer with Galway City Council, sits opposite me today. Rory, good morning to you. Good morning, Kate. How are things? I'll pull you into that one there, if you don't mind. Um, again, we know St. Patrick's Festival, we know all of that. How do you think the St. Bridges uh, Day Bank holiday will go? I think it's going to be a busy weekend. There's an awful lot of things happening in the city, so we're expecting an influx of uh, visitors for the weekend, and this has a big knock-on effect then for our tourism industry, our hospitality industry, and the retail industry. So all new, all new, for everyone, I think it's a good news story. And people are bought into it. A lot of people don't realise it's a bank holiday weekend. No, I had accidentally scheduled a couple of meetings for Monday, which I very quickly <laughs> cancelled once I had gone and realised. But there's a lot going on, as as the Mayor just mentioned, the Goway International Rally is going to be kicked up, kicking off in Air Square on Friday at 8pm. There's lots of events taking place. Al Porter's playing in the Rope Sheen Dove. Uh, Foils Arms and Hogs are in Leisureland for three nights. There's a huge amount of live music all around the city. So there's... there's as a visitor to Galway, you can't expect more. There's going to be great things happening. And is there accommodation available for people? Yeah, there is. There's always kind of last-minute deals, especially this time of year. So this is a great boost in terms of kind of driving uh, visitors in that quiet period. January and February are generally our kind of off-season here in Galway, mm. where our occupancy levels do drop. So a, a boost like this is great. Brilliant. But you see, they've come in from a busy Christmas and then January for a lot of people have been very quiet. So that little injection first weekend of February is a very good idea. Yeah, it's a good kickstart to the season. Generally, we would see St. Patrick's Day as kind of the key kickoff point for international visitors. But generally, in 2022, we saw a much longer season with international visitors coming throughout kind of November and December. And this just gives another incentive to kind of kickstart that season a bit earlier and support our industry. I couldn't believe actually after Christmas I was in town, say 27th, 28th, uh, just for a walk. But I couldn't believe the amount of um, American and foreign uh, tourists there were on those days. Um, whether they came in for Christmas or they came in just after Christmas. But there was quite a few of them around town. Yeah, no, it's, it looks like it's going to be a bumper year in 2023 in terms of international visitors. 
we had some very good news yesterday with Knock announcing the new route from Heathrow, and that's just going to open the ca- connectivity that um, Heathrow provides directly into the west. Yeah. Um, in Shannon, we have direct flight next year from Chicago uh, directly in, and that helps us link in with our, our twin cities uh, in the US. So there's definitely good opportunities there. So there's, there's lots of really positive news in terms of accessibility. So I expect a really good international visitor. And as you said, we've seen it on the streets, we've seen it in the shops, we've seen it in the hotels, seen it in the restaurants. So it's all been very positive. And can I ask you just, um, again, maybe it's not within, but a lot of hotels, certainly in Dublin and other areas, are being used by the government when it comes to housing people that are in emergency accommodation uh, or seeking asylum uh, within our country. Is that prevalent in Galway, do you know? There is a small bit in Galway, like as we just talked about, we've seen the international visitor numbers being very high. So when the call out went out, there wasn't a huge amount of occupancy within the city. Um, our focus, well, my colleagues' focus who are working on this is trying to um, reduce the reliance on the tourism uh, sector and looking to uh, move people into more short-term and long-term um, pledged homes and looking at alternative kind of accommodation outside of the tourism industry. So I don't think the impact will be seen as big here within Galway as it will be in, maybe in other parts of the country. Yeah, because it's been steady for them and they haven't had capacity. Exactly. We just haven't had the, the availability there to be able to accommodate more. But like everything that is being that can be done by my colleagues is being worked on at the moment. And are you, would you be concerned as tourism officer that this might take away from St. Patrick's Day um, Festival or will it, is, will it just be an additional celebration um, on an annual basis? I think it'll be uh, positive in terms of, we've always seen with the St. Patrick's Day that we've had a, a multicultural festival here within Galway with lots of different people from lots of different communities taking part. And this will just add another element to that with a new community that, that's recently joined Ireland, joining in, in our celebration. So we'll add different elements to facilitate uh, more people. And I, I think last year we had 1,500 people participate in the parade here in the city. We think that number will grow again this year. We're currently open for applications. We're getting that in. And we're seeing a diverse range of different communities here, all living within Galway, all wanting to take part and celebrate. So we think it's a good opportunity. Yeah, it's it's, it's big. It's a, it's a big one. I mean, when you say that everything that's on this weekend, the Rally Al Porter and, um, you know, Leisureland, all of that, I mean, it really and truly is a huge, it's a huge weekend. It's a really big boost. Like, they've, I think anyone that's coming to Galway is going to be entertained. It'll be a huge amount going on. There's always... Every bank holiday weekend is always a good atmosphere within uh, the city and Galway is one of those destinations that people want to go to. So I think it's a boost for us and a boost uh, for the local economy. I think we'll have to go walk in town to see who's in town at the weekend. It's only we'll one way to explore Where are you from? Who are you? Where are you from? Uh, yeah, and again, the um, St. Patrick's Day weekend, that really is the beginning of the major American uh, tours coming into Galway. Yeah, like this year from the US market, we're seeing to, going to see a really big increase, I think, in visitors. Obviously, with the direct flight into Shannon from, from yeah. Chicago, we've also, with that link in with Heathrow, we've got much more availability directly into the West from the US market, so that's really positive. In September, the uh, Notre Dame game versus the Navy that's taking place in the Aviva Stadium, that's going to bring over a huge number of visitors and kind of really give a kickstart after the summer period. So. Yeah. We know that there's going to be quite a long 
US season in terms of visitor numbers and that's really positive. Because last year I know we got an awful lot of people, certainly from Chicago area, uh, that came to that game but they came here first for four or five days, stayed in Glenlow, stayed in Clifton and then went on from there. So th- it, it does bring people to the West. Yeah, the US market is really key for visitors to Ireland because they generally stay longer and yeah. they travel. So they won't be staying where are some of our UK visitors may stay in Dublin. We know that the US market like to explore the West. They do, yeah. Especially with uh, a lot of the movie coverage that we've been getting recently. We know that visitors are wanting to visit Aran Islands and Ackill and will benefit from all of that coverage. And Tourism Ireland have a very big campaign they were going to kick off around St. Patrick's Day and it will all be about the west coast of Ireland. So we know there's opportunities there. Good on you, Rory Lehman. Have a good weekend. Um, are you doing anything nice for the weekend now that you have Monday off? Well, I'm heading to Foyles Arms and Hog in uh, Leisureland on uh, Friday night. I was uh, chatting to Ian Brennan there and he was saying there's still tickets available for Sunday. I went to see them in Vicar Street uh, last year and I think it was one of the best comedy gigs I've ever been to. So I'm looking forward to that one. Listen, if they want to get tickets, they can do so. Um, but uh, see, there's Ian getting you to put the plug in. That's the discretion that we like, so we do. Uh, Rory uh, Lehman, Tourism Officer for Golden City Council, and a good guy. Thank you, Andy, for joining us uh, today on the programme. Quick commercial break. We're back, and we'll have to figure out what is he driving. We thought it was Jaguar, and then it's not. So we have to figure out what it is. But Jerry Murphy joins us next. Galway Talks, in association with Tesco. Click and Collect allows you to collect your order whenever suits you. Now, very good morning to you. Welcome into today's uh, programme. The comments are coming in hot and heavy today, and if you want to get through to us, 086 With thanks to Rationale Windows, and thank you for their support and their wonderful product as well. That number again is 86 uh, three, if you want to get in contact uh, with us today. You can also call us on 091 77 if you want to get in contact with us. That's 091 77 uh, as well. Today we'd like to hear from you. On the telephone lines today, uh, Keith, I'm out walking on the N59 just at the turn-off into the golf club in Uchtarard and there's a massive oil spill. Please alert uh, your listeners to that as well. So the N59 turn-off for the golf club in Uktarar, there's a massive oil spill. Please alert your listeners. And uh, Keith, why don't all the ladies let their hair just go grey instead of spending a fortune and colouring it? I don't know. But you'd be a brave fella to go home and say that's your wife or partner or sister. The Motoring Slot, in association with Column Quinn BMW Select. The ultimate finance at Column Quinn. Whatever BMW model you choose, BMW Select has tailored finance available that is just as impressive as your new car. Contact Column Quinn BMW on 091 753 Now, Jerry Murphy joins me in studio today because um, he is uh, joining us. We're looking at um, a white car outside with a... Uh, the front of it. Hey, would you let me turn on the microphone first? Would you be sick? He's so eager to get on, so he is, yeah. Um, With a horse on the front of us. Yeah. So, anyway, I said it was Jaguar, and John said outside, it's it's Gallop. So I didn't hear of a, a brand name Gallop just yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but he said it gallops along the road. What is it, Ger? It's Ford. It's Ford Mustang Mach-E. Uh, with extended range. I did have one about six months ago here with the normal range on it. This one has an extended range. They're anxious for us to test that because they're saying it has a range of 610 kilometres. All electric? All electric, 100% electric. 
Now, I have to say, beautifully finished inside. Absolutely stunning. Um, most of the materials are recyclable. Most of them are um, eco-friendly. Um, but Ford are building this car to take on the SUV um, market in electrics. Uh, and it's it's right up there with the top of the ranges. This is no slouch of a machine. It's very, very quick. Um, and it is um, has a great as I said, a range of 610 kilometres, probably not that accurate, really, when you when you test it. Um, now, the battery is a 91 kilowatt uh, uh, hour battery, which is significantly big. Um, has a price tag of 78,868. Now, you can buy a Mac-E for a starting price of around 67,000. But you're looking at a premium product here. This is... They've almost sort of dropped the Ford badge from it completely. Well, the Ford badge is not on it it's at not all. On it, no, it's no. it's uh, under the Mustang uh, badge. We all know about uh, Mustangs over the years, muscle cars and this kind of stuff. Um, this is not that type of car. Um, purists who love Mustangs kind of look at this and they say it shouldn't be on it. But I'm not so sure. I think it's got a lot of the design elements that you'll find in the new Mustang. Um, the, the the lines on it, the grille on it, the backlights in particular are typical Mustang. And uh, it's a rather attractive machine. Um, whether it gets traction, if you'll excuse the pun, um, in the marketplace it remains to be seen because there's a lot of competition now at this level. Um but the price of 78000 for that car out there um, might turn a lot of people off, but you can get one, as I say, for 67000 Um which in the realms of cars of that size and uh, in all electric, you know, that's that's relatively decently priced. It's a lot of money, does your... A lot who, of money. Who can afford 78000 Tell you what, Keith, the whole car industry, the prices are rising by the day. Um... Second-hand market, new cars, uh, whether they're electric or not, prices are uh, going way up. And uh, Who can afford those then? I mean, 78,000 to people listening to us today, there might be half percent or one percent of our listeners today could afford something like that. Yeah, and that's the way it is. But there are cars, obviously, in um, lower prices. Um, they're not as highly the specified yeah, as yeah, that. Yeah, and yeah. They're not, not with the prestige of that. But uh, generally speaking, anyway, prices of cars have risen significantly over the last uh, two or three years. Before we leave the Mustang, what's it like to drive? It's actually not bad. Um, Does that mean it's it's not good? No, 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 not at all. Um, You see, SUVs have a tendency to be uh, top-heavy and a little roly-poly on roundabouts, etc., just because of the height of them. Uh, This one is pretty stable. Uh, you know, the centre of gravity seems to be good on it. Helped by the fact that the batteries are spread across the um, the floor of the car. Mm. And that's where the weight is. But that car, I would suspect, sitting out there is over two tonne weight. Wow. And all electric cars are much, much heavier. Now, it affects some of them, particularly if you're going over speed ramps. You'll notice that if you're driving an electric car, if the suspension isn't good on them, or isn't able to take those bumps. It's very uncomfortable. That's not uncomfortable. That just 
glides over them, no problems. So the, the setup yeah. of it is pretty good. But I, I would imagine there's um, a, a lot of Ford Sport elements and knowledge gone into the suspension of that, etc. But to carry the kind of weight you're talking about over uneven roads, they can be relatively uncomfortable. And I've come across a few that were downright uncomfortable. But I'd have to say that that one is fine. And there isn't that much roll on it just simply because the centre of gravity, um, the heaviness of it is all in the chassis. It's mm. not up at the top of the car. Wait for this. Mustang Sally! <laughs> <laughs> what do you reckon? Ah, yeah, I'm sure that I'm sure this Mustang has mentioned in an awful lot of uh, songs over the years. Mustang Sally, country music songs and things like that. But anyway, Mustang Sally, we had, we had, we had to do that. Listen, uh, David. Bannon from Salt Hill. Yeah. Um, he's going to Mazda Europe? Yeah, David Bannon works for Mazda in Dublin as their PR product and marketing man, um, or has been. But from today, he's in Europe, doing a similar job for all over. Still based Europe. in Dublin? Um, he can come and go, I believe. I don't know the absolute details of it, but he will be over in Europe quite a bit. Here's a guy that uh, from Salt Hill, um, joined the motor industry, joined Mazda nine years ago and has just flown up the ladder there. He's a really, really good guy. Good I, I came across him um, when he was just after starting with Mazda, very, very young, and um, I have a lot of time for him. Um, he's smart. Uh, he's going to go places. Once you get into the, the, the realms of Mazda Europe, the world's your oyster. So the best of luck to him. It starts Good today. Good on him. Mm. So uh, it's, as you said, the world is his oyster. But it, uh, it is, absolutely. In nine years to, to, to be transferred over to the European. Yep. Well done, um, so fair play to him. And uh, we'll be keeping a very close eye on his progress as he goes. But anyway, listen, he, he's, he had become a friend as much as um, somebody that you would work with and across uh, um the PR area across Mazda but um, he's become a good friend over the years and I wish him well good and to his family based in Salt Hill as yeah, well we'd be very sure. proud of him now we were speaking to Rory Lehman earlier on but the Galway International Rally is coming to town bringing a lot of people and worth 6 million euro Mugi Mahar said to us uh, to the economy yeah well I mean how do you measure these things uh, you would probably say that if you spread it all over the county which is uh, it's one of the events that uh, touches a number of areas in the county. Uh, the city, uh, South Galway on Sunday, the Crocodile and Kilcreased area on Saturday, uh, based at Lochray, March for the service area, a huge amount of money will be spent in Lochray over the time because people are coming and going all the time. Um, I don't know how you gather the information as to, you know, what it's worth. But, you know, it's worth what, you know, what people bring into the, the area. Rallying a couple, about 10 years ago, was really suffering. Uh, in fact, Gormer Motor Club would have been struggling to get enough entries to break even. Uh, that's all changed. Rallying is in a, an absolute crest of a wave at the moment. Wow. Uh, they were way oversubscribed, 150 entries, and a gaggle of juniors and a gaggle of historics on top of that. So you're talking about a massive event. And I was looking at the um, entry list only the other day, I saw it coming out. The quality in it is just mind-boggling. Um, Josh Moffat won it last year uh, with Andy Hayes. They're number one. Marion Evans from Wales, number two. Callum Devine, Sam Moffat, Josh's brother. Desi Henry, Cahan McCourt, Jonathan Greer, 
Gary Jennings at eight, past winner a number of times. Gareth McHale, past winner a number of times at ten. And rally people will know those names. But if I went down through the rest of them, you'd have to sort of say, wow, look at, look at this uh, Robert Barabel in 12, David Kelly in 15, lads that would normally be at the top of an, another event. In fact, the top Galway Motor Club crew is at number 25. Wow. And that's Jason Black and Carl Egan. Um, and that will be very, very interesting to watch them. We're covering it, obviously, as usual, uh, Saturday and Sunday. We'll be coming from the Lockray Mart, where the service area will be. Cars will be back in there a number of times. Car Parts Warehouse are our sponsors. The headquarters is here in the Connacht Hotel, so that brings it back into the city for the two evenings. The um, Scrutiny and Park Firma is up at the race course, which is a magnificent venue for what they're doing. They actually do the scrutiny in along the long bar. So you go in one door and they're driven up along the long bar and the station's up along there where the scrutineers scrutineer, say scrutiny, uh, do scrutiny. So it's done inside, is it? Inside in the race course. What a facility. It's just unreal. And uh, And can the public go in there? Yes. It's wide open for the public to go up and have a look and a lot of people will go up there uh, right throughout uh, Friday um, when the scrutiny is on. Um, but it's, and are, it's, there, are the engines on inside the Langbar? No, no, they, 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 they won't have the engines running in, internally. They'll be pushed in. They'll drive them up to the door, cut the engine and they'll be pushed in where uh, the scrutineers will go through the cars. What's the look underneath it, inside it, upside down? Everything, there's uh, regulations for all sorts of things, uh, what kind of turbos you can use, what kind of... And it's different for different classes of cars. Would there ever be a rejection? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Anybody anybody whose car isn't up to the safety or up to uh, um, the specification for the class they're in could be called aside and but you can always sort of make changes and bring it back in again um, but most of the cars that are running nowadays not like my time uh, Keith when mm. you'd be chancing your arm uh, to see would you get away with it uh, scrutiny and always it, look these guys are been doing this now for years so they know exactly what they need to, to have in the car and uh, what to do um, we're going to look out for uh, one specific car um, and we're kind of going to follow this car as part of our coverage. And that's car number 83, driven by Aoife Raftery, uh, with her co-driver, Grace O'Brien. Aoife is of Raftery's Crockwell fame. Um, I had her in here last Friday night to talk about her car or whatever. This girl is causing a major stir in rallying in Ireland. She's been in Italy this year already. She did a loose surface rally in the Italian Championship and a hard surface rally. She's been in Norway or up in Scandinavia somewhere. John Hawkland, who uh, is a famous has a famous rally school up there driving on ice and wow. snow and frozen lakes and you name it. And he reckons she's the best lady driver he's come across in about 25 years. That's a huge And he is hugely experienced. So we're going to keep an eye on Aoife. She'll go well in her class. And the other one we're going to keep an eye on, speaking of ice and snow, for the first time ever from Iceland, there's a competitor called Gunnar Johansson. And he'll be driving car number 102 with his partner, Isaac Gudjonsson. And uh, they're in a Citroën C2. So we'll keep an eye on them as well. And as usual, thanks to the Car Parts Warehouse and Paul and the lads over there. Paul and the lads, yeah. 
Um, they've been supporting us now. I would imagine it's 12, 15 years they've been uh, uh, following our coverage. But we'll be on the road every hour on the hour after the news from 10 o'clock both mornings. All right, where you go, listen, I, what, what are they, they've asked me to play this now. <laughs> they did. <laughs> It is, pity it isn't summer, but anyway, listen, we're taking, taking, a, taking a break for a couple of weeks. Are you doing anything nice? Um, we are probably going to go to the sun somewhere. Sun somewhere? We're going to follow the sun. Cruise cruise the sun. Yeah, you follow the sun. Yeah, that's a pastime a lot of people are doing, you know, following the sun. Well, just enjoy it. I'm certainly yeah, hope so. Are you, the rest. are you or Mary celebrating anything that we should know about? Oh, absolutely nothing. No. Uh, you would tell me, though, would you? Ah, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> This show is just losing losing our oomph so here because he won't tell us if there's something significant. I thought there might have been a significant birthday or Mary had a significant birthday, but no, there's, there's nothing nothing coming out at all. Not no. really, no. Just no. two people heading off for a while. Well, thank God it's the two of you that are going together. <laughs> I don't think you've been left behind on your own. You do enough getting about to either. Listen, enjoy the weekend. And uh, we'll see you. When then will we see you? Um, I'm back in three weeks' time. Three weeks' time. It's just three weeks. The last Wednesday of the month. Oh, we'll keep the seat warm for you. Thank you very time. much. Thank you, Jerry. And uh, that bit of music put a smile on his face. The Motoring Slot, in association with Colm Quinn BMW Select. The ultimate finance at Colm Quinn. Whatever BMW model you choose, BMW Select has tailored finance available that is just as impressive as your new car. Contact Colm Quinn BMW on 091 Galway Tones, in association with Tesco. Find our award-winning Irish ranges in store and online at tesco.ie. Hey, very good morning to Patricia Hines. joins me from Employment Services and she's got jobs up for grabs today and more. And she joins me on uh, the line. Patricia, morning to you. Good morning to you, Keith. Thanks for joining. What have you got for us uh, today? Yes, indeed. Lots of jobs this morning, Keith. And we have a selection to share with you this morning. And first up, we have a role for a safety manager with the tooling company in Atherine, Galway. Now, this particular job will involve planning, implementing, monitoring, measures also car- also carrying out risk assessments identifying potential hazards and establishing how risk could be reduced and applicants should have previous experience in this area of work next up this morning keith we also have a job for a stonemason for a building company in Low, and applicants should be capable of carrying out all types of stone building, including natural stone, stone cladding and dry stone wall building. And relevant experience is required. This particular job is based in the Connacht area. Now, we also have a vacancy for a welder for a company in Castle French, County Galway. This particular job will include welding, metal fabrication and associated works related to the service, maintenance and repair of farm tractors and machinery. And relevant experience is required and this position is full-time and permanent. Now, also up this morning, Keith, we have a number of roles for tyre fitters with an auto company in Craig's County, Galway. Duties for this particular job will include inspecting tyres and providing correct advice to customers, carrying out tyre repairs and replacements, and carrying out tyre balancing and 3D alignment. Now, applicants should have a provisional licence, good interpersonal skills and the ability to talk to customers in a clear and polite manner, and previous experience 
experience working as a tire technician certainly would be an advantage, although not necessary. Now, moving back to the city, where we have a role for a restaurant manager here in Key Street in Galway. Previous restaurant managerial experience is essential and key responsibilities for this particular job will include coordinating daily restaurant management operations and maximising customer satisfactions. And applicants should have a third level qualification in hospitality management. Now, we also have a role this morning, Keith, for an agriculture sales account manager with a creamery association in Galway. Now, this is a dual focusing role on increasing the membership as well as also assisting the existing members of the association. And duties will also include researching and identifying new farmer membership opportunities and working with the current members to plan campaigns and actively manage and resolve client issues. And applicants should have a strong knowledge of current farming affairs and practices. And last for call out this morning, Keith, we have a vacancy for an internal auditor for a third level academic establishment here in the city. Now, this particular role will support the director of internal audit to ensure compliance with all relevant legislation and guidelines. And responsibilities will include maintaining policies relating to internal audit, undertaking internal audits and providing advice into the ongoing development and review of policies and processes and applicants must be a qualified accountant and have at least six years experience in the area of internal audit. Now indeed as always Keith further details on all our jobs this morning and indeed it's an election uh, we have for call out this morning can be accessed by logging on to jobsireland.ie or indeed if you're a company or an employer out there and you're currently recruiting please do get in touch with us and we can support the recruitment of your vacancies at no cost again keith you'll find us on jobsireland.ie thanks patricia for that have a good and safe weekend we'll talk to you next week again uh, jobsireland.ie for further details there patricia hines from employment services and uh, we thank her for joining us uh, today. Now, go back to the um, City Ring Road today um, because Gabriel Carney joins me on the line. He runs uh, a business called Select Cartridges in the west side of the city and he needs his car for work. Now, this goes back to my statement earlier on about getting stuck in Nocticara this morning and the people that were stuck with me in Nocticara, all they want to do is get over the Quincentennial Bridge and get to their place of work. All that Gabriel wants to do is leave his home in Clare Galway and get to his place of work, but he can't get there unless he comes over the bridge. He joins me on the line now today. Uh, Gabriel, good morning to you. Good morning, Keith. How are you? Um, so you come the other way every morning, so and the, the way, yeah. and the traffic is mental. Yeah, well, I think if we go back and go back, um, we're both old enough to know, like in Galway City, we have one major road going through it, and that's the famous Quincentennial Bridge coming across. Um, that road was built back in the 80s, which is hard to believe now. And, yeah. and that's that, that, oh, that's Galway done. Um, we were talking, like even last night, they talked about Galway wanting to increase that population by 50%. Um, the Green Party were on, um, talking about urban sprawl. But we don't want to let people build high-rises in the city centre. And if we don't want that, then we have to have Nocnacaras and Barnes and Mike Collins of this world. Um, and if we do that, we have to have people be able to come back into work. 
So we have only one road, really, that, that takes the traffic. We have the secondary road, I guess, coming out by the docks, Go out yeah. to Salt Hill and out that way. Out of Old Bridge, yeah, yeah, that's it. So, I mean, yeah. O'Brien's Bridge is... It, it, it's dead. Is dead. I don't know. mean dead, I don't mean in a well, bad way. It's not way, being used because it's one way older, yeah. And yeah, uh, the Salmonware Bridge now is only going to be, eventually it's only going to be for buses and for uh, traffic yeah. from there. And it's, it's again, it's, it's a vintage bridge. It's there a long time and it can't yeah. cope with the traffic as well. It can't cope with the traffic. So, we have to, like, what kills me on this um, thing on the on the outer ring road is that we're not it's either them or us it's always like why don't we use use this to say we put it in and then we we say well a part of it why don't we put a, an express lane on it why don't we put a fifth road like in like i lived in boston for years and then we on on the motorways coming into the city that had an express lane so if you had three or more people in the car or bus, you were able to use that. And if you didn't have it, you had to stay in the traffic. So then you would have a guy from, say, out in Barna, which would be the end that started this road. He, he could carpool with, 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 with his neighbours. He would, it would make it worth his while to do it. Because if I can get three people in my car, then I can go into this express route all the way out to Ballybridge where I work. And I'm out there in two minutes. Mm. Or I can stay in the traffic. So making an incentive for people to use these... Um, express lanes uh, by having people in them. Express lanes, exactly. Yeah, and, so, and by so getting people to carpool. In. Yeah. So taxis, even in Boston, taxis weren't allowed on it. Buses weren't allowed on it unless they had people on it. Yeah. So you, you incentivize, even with a taxi... A taxi will pick me up in Barna, but he's going to say, well, I have to get two more people on this or one more person on in order for me to be able to go on the expressway. Mm-hmm. Or the express route, sorry. And, and to use options like that rather than saying, no, you have to be stuck in this traffic. Um, but the and co- the other thing that irks me is that, like, it's okay, they're saying there's going to be more emissions if I go on this outer bypass if it's ever built. But they never say how much emissions I put out when I'm stuck in traffic for a half an hour or an hour in traffic. Mm. How much emissions am I putting out doing that? And everybody else is stuck there with you? Everybody is stuck there with me. And there's people walking and cycling in that environment. Mm. But people say, that's fine. But I don't want you to build an outer bypass that takes all that traffic away from the city and let the city breathe again. You see, we have the bu- we have the bus lanes. Um, say, the, I mean, west side there. You're looking out at one this very second. I'm looking uh, out at one, yeah. Um, and it, and they're very effective. But you could try that carpooling three people in the car. Yeah. But see, I think as an, as a race, so we'd say, Irish, you're looking at a chance that we'll pretend we've three and nobody might catch me. In Boston, you wouldn't get away with that now because Boston no, they'd no, pull no, you. I mean, you like with the technology there is now, um, um, Keith. Like, there's, there's, there's cameras on most of the roads now, as we're told, to keep the traffic moving or wherever they have to keep. So it's, it's an easy thing for it to put on some kind of um, a detector on, on a car. So if you sneak down it, and, and if you know the chances are you're going to get caught by a radar detector or something, mm-hmm. you're not going to go down it, or you're going to make sure that you're going to have two other people in the car. Mm-hmm. So it incentivizes it. 
It's like when I when my kids were going to school now a long, long time ago now, we out in Balmore, a little small national school, and we decided to to um, get a bus to get our kids to school. So I went to the local lady, um, asked her, and she said, "Well, if you can get four or five other parents that think the same, I'll I'll consider putting on a bus free." And we did. We went around, knocked on doors, got the got the bus going. And now that business now has about 20 buses doing the same thing. Yeah. So this, as I said to you, in Barna, in, um, in Nakhnakara, all that area where these, because my son and his girlfriend lived in Nakhnakara for two years and working over in Craigana or over in um, Ballybrit. Yeah. Going through that nightmare every day. Now they live in Laka and they can't believe the, the, the quality of life they have compared to what they had in Nakhnakara. And Nakhnakara should be a beautiful place beside the water. You have all the amenities, but you're stressed out from going to work, coming and back and over from work. But there isn't an alternative. And uh, like, to be honest, I mean, there the rat run that's been used in the electric road that's been used, uh, the Rahun road that's been used, the road that goes down, um, Bala is being used as well. So they're coming yeah. from Nakhnakara going on to the N59. Uh, they're going down. They're they're taking rat runs. But the and, uh, crazy thing about it, uh, you can do all those rat runs, but at the end of it, you have to go on this centennial uh, uh, bridge, Quintinial bridge yeah. to get over. So you can do all the rat runs you like, but you're back in stuck in the traffic. And I think like that's I have it that's the problem. Morning the fr- and evening. The frustration for me the last two mornings because I had to drop to Bremeny dog care. Uh, for yeah. our daughter, who graduated from Trinity yesterday, so I had to do it. Congratulations! And uh, it's, it's the fourth or fifth now at this stage, so it is. But we, I had to do it, but I hadn't done it before, and yet we were getting these irate calls here and people giving out about it. But when yeah. I did it myself yesterday morning, I said, "Okay, now this is a glitch. This is one glitch, but you're in it every flipping morning, so you are every from Rahun Cemetery Town." Now today, I was like a devil when I got in here. Like I left the house at twenty-five past seven. And I got here at quarter past eight. If I leave the house at 25 past seven, I can be here at 20 to quarter to eight. Yeah. You know, I'm it the do- same way if I don't leave before eight o'clock in the morning, I won't get, I can't guarantee to be here at nine. Yeah, but I, I got to That's the Westside right. Shopping Centre uh, junction yeah. today, the lights there, and a man came out and he was driving a fancy car, so he was. And he, and he looked half asleep, God bless him, he was kind of yawning. And what did he do? He got onto the bus lane. I sat outside your premises there in the traffic. He got on yeah. the bus lane. I could see him going down. There was no, he was no taxi. He was no member of Magazine Giacomo. Yeah. He was no member. But he's, I'm sure he said to himself, to hell with it. I was going to use another word. To hell yeah, with it. I mean, that poor guy uh, that you, you, you that you saw this morning, he may have been late for an appointment with the doctor. It or could he be may anywhere. Have been late for Hospital, anywhere. anything, work. And, and, and he said, I left my house half an hour before I should get to my appointment and now I can't do it. No. So he's saying, what do I do now? Do I make a call? To say I'm going to be late, or do I take a chance and go down the bus lane? Oh, you took the chance, went so down the, the bus lane. That's the you put on people every every morning, every evening, and you're saying to yourself, like we're twenty years. Like I, I, my biggest, um, and 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 people may not like it to hear it. Like the the county planner, the city planner that did this, like they put in the 1980s, uh, they probably planned it in the 70s to build it in the 80s, the Quincentennial Bridge and that uh, strip of road. Because if you remember back then, Keith, that a lot of people worked in the Merview Industrial Estate. That was yeah. our big, big that was it, yeah. hub. Yeah. 
And did you, and sir? We, were, we, lived, we lived in, started to live in Nocknacara and we were living in Rinmore in Merview. Yeah. And, the, and the city planner said, God, we need to get the city out a little bit. So they built the Quincentennial right from Ornmore all the way to, mm-hmm. in, uh, all the way to Salt Hill. So they built that road section by section and got it done. But now we can't and take then, it. Now it's not big enough. No, but I mean, in fairness to them, they said, okay, that's, that's for the 80s. So if this, if this city of ours grows more, we're going to have to put in another outer ring road. Mm. And they had planned that. So that we're 25 years or 30 years, if someone told me 30 years, I believe them, looking for this outer one. They even went to so far as they said, okay, no one can build on this section of, of, of um, road, our section of uh, proposed road. Yeah. So that when we, when we build it, we will go ahead with it. And that held and everything up. then we came up, on yeah. with, with ball cotton or something, because some, yeah. there's always a reason to stop it. But there's right. always, there should always be a reason not to stop it. But for some reason here in Galway, we always find the reason to stop it. Gabriel, we won't sort it today, but thanks for your um, discussion today. Gabriel Kearney there uh, from Select Cartridges uh, joining us. Let's head towards the 11 o'clock news. Your comments, though, to 086 38 33 553 with thanks to Rationale Windows. Galway Talks, in association with Tesco. Click and Collect allows you to collect your order whenever suits you.